to give people hope that you can still pursue your dreams, that there's something bigger there for you, whether you've been through any kind of pain, physical, mental, emotional, that I do believe that maybe our plans don't always work out the way we want them to, but there's always another option, another plan to keep pushing and keep going and keep persevering. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. This episode is sponsored by my March Practice Circle with myself and good friend, psychic medium, Roy Tomko. The Practice Circle in March will be a psychic circle on Monday evening and a mediumship circle on Thursday evening, 7 to 8.30 p.m. The dates on Monday evening will be March 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th. The dates for Thursday mediumship circle will be March 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st. You can do both or one or the other. All the information will be below. To do both, it's $140 and each is $80. We would love to have you there to practice your skills and to be in a like-minded community. Today on the podcast, I have the honor of speaking with LJ the Medium. LJ is certified and tested by Best American Psychics and awarded her Psychic of the Year for 2022. She's an approved member of the Certified Psychic Society. She has been nominated Best Psychic of Long Island for 2022 and is the host of the new TV show, The LJ Show, which airs on Z Living Network. Season one is already out and season two coming shortly. LJ is an ordained interfaith minister, certified personal trainer, certified sports nutritionist, kidney donor, Reiki practitioner, and the author of The Spirit of Hope, the star of the LJ documentary, The Story of a Warrior Spirit, just out and released. Her favorite title is Warrior, and I can say she truly is a warrior. I know you will love this conversation with LJ. She is inspirational and has so much hope, not only for her own healing, but for others. Welcome, LJ. I'm so glad to get you here on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here, Tina. Thank you. We have been trying to put this together. Actually, we've been trying to meet in person because we are extremely local to each other. We haven't done that yet, but we are getting closer and closer. I know. I can't wait. As soon as like, I feel like the nice weather is here and we make some new connections. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to meet you. It is. Today actually gave me the taste of spring. And as we're recording this, it's just early February and I'm just dying for the springtime. <laughs> Us I New Yorkers, so right? Excited. I actually counted down to summer, just so you know. And I think I did it last week. We were 19 weeks out. So spring's even closer than that, but we're getting there. But luckily it's sunny today. So I love it. I love it. Well, I am so glad to share you with my listeners and I feel honored and no coincidence that we met 
on in actually Lindsay Marino's mediumship mastery circle. And yeah. I and we're local. So that's that's really awesome too. I, I would love to have the listeners get to know you and take us back a little bit to your childhood, how you were brought up, if you were brought up religious, spiritual, or both. Sure. I would say both. So I came here when I was nine months old. I was born in Italy. My parents migrated here when they were really young, you know, getting married, engaged, 16 years old, but they came here and, you know, I was raised Catholic. I went through the whole communion, confirmation and all of that. So definitely that faith, but I want to say spiritual too. Not that I wasn't drawn to Catholicism and all of that. Like I just always felt that there was something more, that there were other answers that we didn't have. And, you know, I also feel my going back, you know, my grandmother was a healer, whether they called it that back then or not. Like my grandmother, very Italian. I grew up in a traditional Italian household, spoke Italian or half Italian, half English. So my grandmother though, she was that person, like if she put her hands on you, like you felt that healing or people would go to her for healing, whether that's what it was called. So, you know, I do believe that there was that spiritual aspect and all of that back then too. So a little bit of both. Some people are open to the psychic mediumship in the family, have great support. And then you have the others that not so much, but you know, I've kind of do a little bit of both. I love that about your grandmother, because I don't know if you know my story. My grandmother was not a healer in that terminology with the hands, but she had prophetic dreams. And we were always afraid of her dream. And then, you know, someone would always die in the dream. It was always, you know, very dramatic, unfortunately. And so as I found, as I found to learn that it was scary, you know, and so, but over time, we even speak it now in the family, you know, the dream or, you know, the woohoo or something like that. But it's so interesting. We both have that grandmother connection that they were both healers. And now, you know, I consider we're both healers as well. Right. So it's just like that legacy. Pretty amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting because when we talk about the dreams or you brought that up, that's how I was growing up. I always had these dreams, whether I saw somebody passing, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, why did I dream that? And a lot of times growing up, it was all a coincidence. Everything was a coincidence. Everything growing up was like, Oh, that just, you know, cause I don't know whether, I mean, my parents are very supportive, like my number one, you know, supporters, but back then I don't know if it was mediumship was as open as it is now or just you know more natural right now it's okay to say I'm a medium but growing up it was hard but I always dreamt things and I would say like people like how did you feel that like like when this started and like all through dreams and I felt like they were premonitions because they would actually happen and when I was younger this is a fun fact and it's really cool is that I have a journal still from when I was a kid and there's a troll on it so that'll tell you like I was probably what maybe 10 years old and I would actually write what I dreamt about in the journal or just things that I felt I feel this one is this or I feel this one's lying or I feel like things that I was feeling at the time whether I was writing premonitions or not and then I would write you know, P.S. I think I have ESP. P.S. I think I'm psychic. And I have it on like so many pages of this journal, which is hilarious. So, you know, I think younger was much different than it is now, but it was interesting. You brought that up about the dreams. It's it's so interesting because as I've, you know, myself, my origin story and meeting other people have the origin story. There's some people that had, you know, imaginary friends, which I didn't, or at least I don't remember. I had the dream connection like you and 
but I didn't actually see spirit, right? So I didn't actually see spirit at the end of the bed or walking by. And so, you know, it's so interesting, the evolution of the origin and how I came to do what I'm doing now. For me, it was just a one step in front of the other, following the breadcrumbs. How would you say it was for you? So that was sort of how you were brought up, you know, take us into like, you know, college and then after college and young adult, like what was going on for you in your life then? Because clearly there was like, there was building blocks way back, but now, I mean, now look at you. So it's, it's so much has been happening when you can look back. For sure. So growing up, so I dealt with a lot of, um, I guess you could say anxiety, or I felt I was definitely an empath from a childhood. I probably didn't know what an empath was if you asked me when I was a little girl, but I always felt what other people were feeling. And, you know, it was like, oh, I have a stomach ache, but I was with someone who had a stomach ache. Like I was actually carrying other people's feelings and emotions, whether it was a stomach ache, chest pain, whatever it was. And I remember my mom always taking me to the doctor and I'm like, I feel this, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And I'd say things that wouldn't even make sense. The doctor's like, like, what is she reading? Like, what is she seeing? Like, where, where is this coming from? And so I feel like I always felt those emotions. I was always hesitant to be around elderly people. I don't know why, but whether it was that I felt their time, whether their time was coming or not that I actually saw at the time, but I, there was just this feeling of unease and growing up, I always felt like I wasn't alone. So I wasn't very similar to you. I didn't really see someone at the edge of my bed, but I always felt this feeling of not being alone. And there were times like where I would express certain things and I had this anxiety, but I really wasn't able to share a lot of that growing up because I have a brother who's mentally ill and he's actually a diagnosed schizophrenic. So seeing that he was hearing and seeing things growing up made it extremely hard for me to say, well, I'm feeling things and seeing things. Um, You know, when I say seeing things, it wasn't like, like you said, someone at the edge of the bed, but whether I had a vision or a flash or a picture, kind of like when we're clairvoyant, right? So I really couldn't express that because I saw him, you know, in and out of, hospitals growing up and his own issues. So it was actually scary for me. So a lot of times you go speak to a therapist and, you know, once they hear you have one person in the family mentally ill, how are you going to say, well, I feel, and I see that. So I really shut down at that time because I was afraid. And I know now that it wasn't the same, like someone who's ill and not feeling or hearing things that are positive. So I know that, um, but it was really hard to see that. And it was just scary. So I, that at that time I shut down. So I wasn't okay with it. And I think that's where a lot of the anxiety also kicked in. And I dealt with anxiety, taking meds for that. Well, not, not anymore. But when I was younger, because you can't express yourself, you can't put into words what you're feeling and seeing. And then you have a sibling now who's, you know, mentally ill and you, you don't want to be compared or be in places that he's been in. So a lot of it, I really had to shut down and, and it was hard not to talk about it and, and express myself. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, there's a lot of people that I speak about that they, uh, mediums, healers, you know, having that clairsentience, you know, everything's a lot of feeling and empathic and they've experienced very high levels of anxiety and you're not really sure, you know, until they get older, understanding what's their energy, what's not their energy. But then you had the double whammy of, you know, let's not share it because of, of, you know, what was going on with your brother. So that was, that could be really challenging. It was. Yeah. 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 So take us to, you know, I always say like, there's always this pivotal moment for the most part, there's some kind of pivotal moment, or you can call it spiritual awakening. Um, what was it for you that kind of propelled you into 
LJ, the medium, you know, like doing what you're doing now. And I know there's a progression of course, but what was it? What was the shift in your life or what happened that said, okay, this trajectory, I'm going to follow this path or like, how did it come to be? For sure. So growing up teenage years, college years, I was always drawn to mediumship. I was always had questions about the afterlife. Call me an old soul. Like I would be with my friends and I'd be like, what what do you think happens when you die? What do you think heaven is like? Those are the conversations that I was having. My friends really weren't into that. Um, You know, growing up, they're like, what is this girl talking about? But I was always drawn to, you know, if there was a psychic or tarot cards, reading about it. So I was always drawn to it didn't think anything of it. You know, I always felt like, oh, okay, you know, I have some abilities, I have dreams. But what really took a turn was in 2013 when I had a spine injury. And from there, that's when we can say, you know, okay, I had an awakening. And that was just the beginning. So I had this um, spine injury. I wasn't able to walk. I went through a lot, multiple surgeries and other health issues. But during that time, certain things came into my life, certain people came into my life. So whether it was someone handing me a book, someone gave me a book by Louise Hay, How to Heal Your Life. It was incredible. You know, someone else um, was like, let me give you a script, like a journal and start writing. Like all these things, I didn't go looking for it because here I am, I, I was bedridden for quite some time. So it was really what people were bringing me or bringing to my attention. You know, I was even gifted a, a tarot cards. So I'm like, okay. And you start dabbling, you know, what else are you going to do in bed? Let me take an online tarot class, right? It was fun. It was a hobby at the time is what I would call it. And, you know, and someone else would bring up, oh, have you ever had Reiki? And I'm like, what's Reiki? All these things came up. And the more you hear it, it just resonated with my soul. So I'm like, let me find out. Let me look it up. And as I got better, you know, and obviously a lot of therapy and surgeries, um, I remember being able to get to a spiritual center. It's not there anymore. I don't connect with any people that were once there. But my husband, because I couldn't drive at the time, would drop me off once a week as a hobby. You know, you pay $20 and you're in a class with like-minded people. And um, at the time, they, they were having like a psychic class. Like, oh, why don't you sign up? It was an eight-week class. And I go home and I'm like, I kind of want to take this class. He's like, all right, that's fine. It's been so long that I've been out the house. So he drove me every week. And that class was really what I would say opened me up besides all the trauma. Because I remember like reading the, the nurses. I don't know if you were reading the nurses, but it was like I was just seeing things and feeling things. I'm like, okay, I'm on way too many drugs right now. I was on a lot of pain meds, but it was actually real. And I think that's when they're like, wait, where is she getting this from? So I thought the class was cool. And at that time, the teacher was like, you, you need to continue with this. And before you knew it, more doors opened and you meet another teacher, whether it's online and now you're reading books and just like anything else, it's education and you're learning and you're growing because you want to, because it, it spoke to me mediumship and all this and it still speaks to me so I'm always learning and that's where you know Lindsay comes in and meeting you and meeting like-minded people so definitely throughout my journey there's been different shifts of mentors books podcasts right so it's very intriguing and it just kind of just grows from there and just being open and ready that the next thing's going to come I love that and I love the fact that you know and First, I'm so sorry that you had to go through what you had to go through. And, you know, that's a very traumatic spiritual awakening. And they're never, they're never easy, but that just did not, you know, was really so difficult. And I know how much of an advocate you are for your health. And I believe we're also in the month of February. So I know there's a lot uh, of promoting um, and we'll, we'll get to that in, in if you want to speak a little bit about malls, because I know that's an important, am I saying it correctly? Um, yeah, yeah. For the month of February? Malls, yeah, I don't really know the right yeah. way. <laughs> it's okay. But I know yeah. that it's um it's the month, right? So we're in that month to yeah. 
yes. to, uh, to support it. But, you. you know, even along the way, people were giving you all these books. They could have given you fashion books or they could have given you, you know, decorating books. So, you know, right? there was, there was something there, right? Because when you think about it, you know, there are no coincidences. I believe that. I know you believe that. They're all synchronicities. And so here you're giving, getting all these books to awaken your mind. And, and you were already, I, you know, listen, I think we're all, this is my opinion. I think we're all born mediums. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean that the born medium that I used to think, well, how can I be a medium if I'm not seeing spirit and, you know, all these things born medium means that we had the ability all along and it showed in different ways. So even how all your friends and family were giving you books, it was igniting what's already there within you, right? Because again, you could have had fashion or you could have been, I don't know, researching or looking at something else. So it's all really worth that those baby steps to kind of get to where you are. And, and I love what you said too, they're always developing, right? So I and you are both really passionate about what we do, healing, giving people hope, inspiration, and also um, developing ourselves. Cause I know there are some people now that really listen to the show that are developing psychic mediums. So just kind of going off topic for a second, or kind of, it is on topic. Do you feel that people that have the passion, people that have this desire can learn to do this work or, cause I know there's like, that's like such a taboo thing. Some people are like, no, no, no. And other people are like, yes. So (laughs) that's a great question. I think if you're open to it, I feel that you can learn and you can grow. I know people who are gifted and I have friends, but they won't call themselves a medium. They won't, you know, you know, wouldn't want to be professional or clients. And then you have other people who have this gift and they're like, I don't want it or I don't want to deal with it. Yes. I think we all have the potential. I think it's a matter of being open to it. And I think as soon as you surrender and you're open to it, like you said, anyone, they could have given me fashion books, but I was open to it. I was curious. I was learning. I loved it. And then before you knew what the next thing was coming. So I think as, as long as you're open to, and if that's a path that's calling to you, I say like, go for it and just trust that the next teacher is going to, I didn't, I don't know if this happened for you, Tina, but it wasn't like I went and looked for teachers or I went and looked for, like, I feel like they gravitated to me in a sense, or I felt connected. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do. There's amazing teachers all over the world. There's amazing books, but like you said, it was either the book was handed to me or like, you know, you meet someone and then they tell you about a teacher. Like it was brought to my attention. It was just so interesting. So I feel like once you're open to it, just allowing, it's a process and it's such a journey and we're still on. And some days I feel like a beginner and other days, okay, I'm, wait a minute, I'm a professional medium because there's just so much learning and there's, it's a lot of skills. And, you know, I just feel that it can be done. If it's something that your soul wants, it'll find a way. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, and I'm, and I'm so glad because I, you know, I don't know if I'd be doing what, if someone told me, no, no, you had to be born or you had to see spirit with your physical eyes and at the end of the bed or all these other things, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And I know that bringing healing and bringing, you know, really it's about that, right? So it's about the healing at the end of the day, right? I know you're a Reiki, Reiki practitioner, Reiki master as well. And so the, the Reiki or whatever we're doing, it's still healing, right? Maybe right. Reiki, maybe a mediumship reading, maybe a psychic reading, maybe a gallery reading or group reading, right? Online or, or whatever. Right. It's all about that healing. 
And I learn every day, not only by the sitters that are in front of me or the people that are that are in front of me, but by spirit. So it's so interesting. I'm always learning new things, you know? Yeah. And it's true, right? Spirit's the best teacher. All the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. So with, with that in mind, what do you, what would you say to um, anyone that's listening? That's, you know, maybe just starting their development journey. What would you say some word of advice? You know, if they're just yeah. kind of starting out, you know, what would you kind of give them? Yeah. So first I would be like, it's a great start. You know, if you're already getting your feet wet, first of all, I commend you for starting because I think that's the hardest step in saying, wait, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this or I'm going to take the next step forward. So it's absolutely amazing. I would definitely say to be patient because it's a process. And I feel when I describe mediumship, it's a whole nother language. So it's like, imagine learning another language and signs and symbols and why you're getting what you're getting and why are you feeling a certain way? So really to just, I I really have to emphasize to be patient and learn. And most importantly, do not compare yourself to anyone else on this journey, because in my experience, I don't think any, any medium is the same as another medium. I think we're all mediums or psychics or healers, but we're all going to find our own way. We're all different. So really just find your way, learn, but also trust yourself, trust spirit that you're going to be the medium that you're meant to be and the audience that's going to be drawn to you. So I would just say right now, just continue to learn, read books, try different mentors, you know, who, who connects with you, who do you resonate with? Um, and really just follow it, but really trusting the journey that it's all, as long as you keep going for it, like the universe is going to meet you halfway. So keep practicing, keep doing, um, be open. And as long as you just set that intention, it's with love and light, you're going to, you're going to be amazing. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. That's such good advice. And, you know, you said it a couple of times, it's the trust. And I think that's the hardest part. I think the hardest part, and and there are times for me too, you know, like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like what, what am I doing? And the other time it's like, wow, that was an amazing message or whatever. And, you know, it's the trusting and the leaning in and the allowing, but it's not easy. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to mentor a few students over the last couple of years and some practice circles. And I, and the biggest thing is trust is trusting themselves or even trusting the signs or trust anything. It's like all the trust, 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 but it is hard. It is hard. It is a journey, but it's, it's also, I think it's also work. I don't think what people also realize, and and maybe you can speak to this too, LJ is I think a lot of people think that it's just going to happen, you know, and, and maybe it has for some, but for me, it's like, there is work, there is development, right? It is the language. It's, there is learning, you know, you don't just wake up one day and, and it's all there. Um, the other day I was, I was, I want to share this funny story with you. The other day I was sharing how, you know, when you first start this work, you're kind of just started. Like for me, I started with angel cards and I wasn't, I wasn't nervous. It was like, all good. And then when people's, you know, people's dead people started showing up, I was like, oh man, what do I do? <laughs> then I started doing development and getting development and, and getting teachers and kind of being guided. And again, I feel like they found me or I found them. And then it was like playing golf. I don't know if you ever played golf before. I played very little. Yeah, me, no, my husband, big golfer. I just go so, with the golf cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't do it anymore, but I remember, you know, playing and never playing well. And then I would have a lesson and then I would play worse because they would correct everything I did, right? So sometimes in development, you know, all of a sudden you're like, wait, I should say it like this. I should do it like this. And then you go back. So you go from being like a natural to unnatural, to natural again. You know what I mean? <laughs> nope, story of my life every single day. Some days, like you said, 
I'm like, yeah, that was amazing, wonderful. And you want to go do another hundred readings that same day because of that feeling that you got. And then there's other days and I'm like, wait, why am I, what's going on here? You know, but that's part of the learning process. You know, there's people, even whether you're an accountant or a nurse, you're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have easy, like a nurse, right? You have an easy patient that day. And another day go like, oh my God, why did I go into nursing? It's with every field and it's a profession. And, you know, something you said about that, you know, learning, but also it's being aware of yourself. And I think the more we can help people and do more for people when we're aware of our own bodies or how we think, how we feel, how we act, because I think if you could read yourself and I think that's what's helped me too. And someone who's also starting on this journey is really becoming aware of your own body and what you need, right? Because I think we need to have, heal ourselves and we're always, a, it's a healing process, but I think we need to be aware of our own self before we go and help other people. And that's why I think it's called the spiritual journey, whether you've had trauma or something that led you to this experience or something that opened the door. And I think the more we become, I'm use the word aware again. So, but the more we are aware of it, I think the more we can help other people because you have now a frame of reference. So for me, if I'm doing a reading on somebody, I could recognize back pain instantly that this person had back pain, whether they've had back surgery, they're going for a spine injection because it's something that I've been through and lived. And I think you're going to connect with those people or see things that you've experienced. And I think that's what it is. It's life experience. And the other part, you know, it is hard for people to take our work seriously because yeah, can we go out and just do it? But we're also human. And I say that in every reading, like I'm a medium, but I'm also human. I, I might make mistakes. I might misinterpret and I own it, but that's like any profession, but you know, we are worthy. This profession is worthy and, and we, we bring healing. And I think that's where the intention comes in. So you can help a lot of people. So for me, like I said, recognizing that back pain, because what have I done for myself? What have I been through? What did I feel when I was in bed? And now you're with someone who's experienced it. Just like if someone's had grief and if someone lost their mom, maybe I can't resonate or connect on a certain level. I empathize with that person. But imagine if you took your own life experience and you've healed from it, you've grown from it, then you can only go so, you know, you're going to go so far in helping somebody else who's dealing with it and going through it. That's how yeah. I see it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's so interesting because I remember in the very early on in development, I never understood what frame of reference was. You know, I was like, what do you mean frame of reference? It didn't make mm -hmm. sense to me that that in mental mediumship, which is what we're both speaking about in case the listeners are wondering, is that they're they're working with our mind. They're dropping in thoughts and in the feeling and all the clairs, but it's, it's mental. And so if I've never been somewhere or felt something like I never experienced I mean, I've had minor back pain, but nothing to that. So I wouldn't understand. It wouldn't make sense necessary. I wouldn't maybe click it, but for you, it would. And then there'd be other things. Like if someone, if I went to a place and I know it very well, maybe a location or maybe out of the country that I've been to and they, the communicator, um, which is spirit. And I have to keep saying the words to everybody because they're like, what is she talking about? Um, are dropping that, that thought. And so that it's making it because we're just the translator. You know, we're the translator to spirit, to us, to the sitter. So it's interesting. And, and all the terms, even though a lot of times, once you develop again, you just be your own person, which I love that. Stop comparing, be who you are. But I didn't even recognize that. It took me a while to understand like, oh, right. Okay. So they're working with my mind and my experiences and my life experiences. How, how interesting is that? How cool is that? Right? Right. So cool. Absolutely. So continuing so cool. to just heal and, and learn your body and learn what your feelings are. And then it's going to help you 
so much when you're helping other people. But I think that's why it's a healing journey, a spiritual journey, because it starts with you. It definitely right. starts with you when you're going to find your own style and your symbol and talking about signs and symbols, like, you know, if your symbol is an apple for a teacher and someone else might be a chalkboard. So again, everyone's going to have their own reference and their own signs and symbols. So just learning to, to recognize it and knowing that the way you do it is great. And it's always great to have teachers and to grow, but coming back to yourself, because like you said, right, you get, oh my gosh, and then you get corrected and you're like, what am I doing? So just find your own style and way, but, and everything else is like a tool. Everything else is like a bonus to what you already have and like those gifts that you already carry. So I want to talk a little bit. I know you've written a book, you had a TV show and, or maybe, and you recently just did a documentary. So I want to hear all about it. So let's, let's talk about the TV show. I think that's, that's pretty awesome. So tell us, how did that come about? How did that Thank you. happen? Well, funny story first, before I tell you that, when I was younger, I would tell my family, I'm going to be on TV when I grow up, or I'm going to be on TV. Something always told me I would be on TV. And they're like, well, what are you going to do on TV? Like I couldn't sing, can't dance, any of that. So it was actually really funny. I'm like, I don't know, one day I'm going to be on TV. You'll see. So actually that was just a funny story. Cause you know, when you're like, okay, sure. You're going to be on TV. But uh, during the pandemic, right, first when COVID-19 happened, I was introduced to a producer, which was a client. So you never know who you're going to meet and who those people know. So it was actually a client who came to me and she's like, did you ever think about having your own show? And she was a return client. So I think maybe three times, you know, I always tell people, wait three to six months, come back. So never thought anything of it. I'd see her when she booked the reading and never thought anything else. She goes, would you ever have your own TV show? And I'm like, maybe, you know, I don't know if the situation, you know, if it came up or presented itself, I'm just kind of open at this point, whatever life is going to throw at me. I don't know what happens on a day-to-day basis. So um, she's like, why don't you, I really think you should meet someone. I think, you know, you, you could have a show or maybe you can talk, maybe something can come out of it. So she set up a meeting for with him. And literally the week after I met with him is when we went into lockdown. So I do believe in divine timing. So I met with him and we started speaking. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, what kind of show would I have? Because you kind of have to have like a proposal or a pitch, so to speak. And at this moment, I'm like, what? I'm like, not even a week before I meet with this guy. And I was like, well, I know that no matter what I would do, I would want to have inspiration on the show, like talk to people. I think everyone has an inspirational story. It's just a matter of getting it out and who wants to share it. So obviously, yes, I want to be have the medium show too. So I was like, how do I combine both? So we were talking and I got to share a little bit of my story with him. And then of course his aunt's coming in while I'm sitting there and I'm like, by the way, so maybe that (laughs) too, because a lot of people want to see it, right? Well, wait a minute. So I'm bringing through someone for him and we were talking and I'm like, well, I'd love to have probably a talk show. That was always something that I would do. I was always drawn to talk shows, even when I was younger, like Ricky, like Jenny, I watched everything. Even John Edwards was like my favorite show crossing over. Like, so it was interesting, right? So I don't know why I was drawn to all of that, but um, I said, I would love to do that and with a mediumship twist somehow. I don't know how you would incorporate both. So we were talking. All right. It was very nice meeting with you. We go our separate ways. Now I would wait to hear from him. And he gets back to his studio. He's like, we love it. Talk show with the mediumship twist. That's all I knew. That's all we knew. And since we had the, you know, the whole um, pandemic to discuss it, we Zoomed. And we talked about it and what we would do and who would our guests be? How would we find? I have no idea. I knew nothing about TV. I was an extra in some stuff. But other than that, like, I didn't know anything about it. Um, it's a lot of work. It's hard. And I'm sure you know, because the podcast is hard. You got to interview your guests and editing and all of that. 
So we spoke and throughout the entire pandemic, we started, um, you know, what topics would we cover and who would we cover, especially during such a difficult time. And this was also in front of a live audience when we got to it in November. And through Zoom, we, you know, created the, what the whole set would look like. You know, everything was virtual until we could actually meet in person and go do it. So by November, I would say we were still in the pandemic, but things were improved and we had a, a live audience and my set came to life and the network you know, gave me, they loved it. They also, I was originally supposed to air on Fridays and we got moved to Saturdays, which is also a more a time like people are listening and watching. So everything just kind of fell into place. I mean, yeah, we had the pandemic and we had a limited amount of people, but the audience came. My guests were incredible. I'm sure you love your guests, you know, like you have a connection with them and just hearing other people's inspirational stories. So the show wasn't about me. It was about everyone else sharing their amazing story and giving hope to all the viewers and you know at the end I got to do the mediumship twist with some fun stuff in between you know giveaway with LJ it was just great and at the end I did the mediumship twist where I ended the show with giving a message to somebody in the live audience so oh, wow. it was really a dream I was at my peak you know to me I was healthy I was strong everything came together but unfortunately I I got sick again. So season two is on hold. I know we'll get there. I'll get there when the time is right. I believe that. But um, I look forward to it. But season one's amazing. And now all the episodes are um, uploaded on YouTube. So it's nice to kind of go back and revisit those times. Time. Oh, absolutely. I, it's exciting. I think I've definitely caught a few of them. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes so everybody can see. Um, I think that's that's amazing. I didn't even realize that you created a lot of that on Zoom before the in-person, like the set and things like that. It's it's. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the set unbelievable. Was on Zoom and interviewing all my guests were on Zoom. And then I really met them the day that they came to film was the day that I really wow. got to meet them in person. But everything was done on Zoom till the day that we got to um, the studio to, to film. That's amazing. Now, how many did you film in season one? Do you, do you know? So we had a total, I, I got signed for 13 episodes and oh, wow. we okay. filmed about two to three a day. So it was a lot. So, you know, you had wow, one guest that is a lot. Around, <laughs> you know, audience coming in and at the time were waivers and temperature checks. It was hard, but we probably, I probably filmed about two to three episodes a day because what you see on TV, right. And you're like, Oh, you watch a 30 minute show. That was like three, four hours just to sure. get that, you know, like yep, you probably, probably talk for two hours and then you condense it. So it was a lot of that. And, you know, they're there and they're like action. And you're like, you know, there, if I could have a video of all the bloopers, that's kind of what I asked them for. Hopefully I'll get that because you don't realize all that goes into the behind the scenes, only what you see on screen. But it was definitely a lot of fun. I learned a lot and I was inspired through every single person that was on the show. So it, it was great. I would, I would love to do it again. Well, we're excited for season two. We really are. And, and so now tell us about the documentary because that just recently came out and it's so incredibly moving. Can you share a little bit about that? It's, it's, it really is incredible. I, you know, was very moving for me. I could just feel, you know, having your parents speak and your husband speak and just, yeah. it was just really inspirational. I mean, truly, truly inspirational. Thank you so much. Um, that means a lot. I honestly feel that, you know, I, I give pieces of my story, you know, whether it's through a podcast, a Facebook post, whatever it is. But a lot of people always are surprised when I bring certain things up, like I'm um, a kidney donor, like, wait, you donated a kidney. When did that happen? You know, just a bunch of little 
tidbits. And when I had the TV show, sometimes people heard a little bit about me, you know, if it was an ask LJ question, but it was about everybody else. And I got a lot of questions. Well, what about you LJ? And how did you get the show? Like, you know, how did you get there? And what kind of, it was just a bunch of questions that I would always get. And I'm like, well, one day I'll have my story out there when the time is right. And after all of that, I was like, you know what, kind of like the book, you know, you want something to show for all that you've been through. And I've been through a lot of trauma and pain. And I was like, I think it's time to answer some questions and put my story together. And um, I had met some wonderful people that I met through the show, which was interesting. So we got to talking, you know, their directors also. And I'm like, yeah, I have this vision to put together a documentary to inspire people, but put all my story out there. And like I said, it could have been probably a five, six hour documentary, but um, just condensed because I wanted to give people hope because a lot of it is you might have, if you didn't watch the pod, you know, someone wasn't listening to the podcast and just searched me and saw this girl with a show. I didn't just have a show, for instance. I didn't just have anything. It's what happened that led me to it that I found was really important. And I think that's a big message for me. You don't realize what someone's been through or gone through to get to where they are right now. So, you know, people go, oh, she had a show. Amazing. But then you're like, yeah, she had a show, but she also had eight surgeries in the last eight years. She's a couple organs down, a couple blood transfusions in. And you're like, what? And the whole point of it was to give people hope that you can still pursue your dreams, that there's something bigger there for you, whether you've been through any kind of pain, physical, mental, emotional, that I do believe that maybe our plans don't always work out the way we want them to, but there's always another option, another plan to keep pushing and keep going and keep persevering is how I feel. So, you know, that's why I did that because I was at an end like this past year, like I didn't even think I'd make it to where I am now, meaning I didn't even know if I'd live with the last surgery that I was going to have. You never, yeah, you never know what tomorrow will bring because there was a point in my life that I wasn't even sure that I would live the next day or I was going to make it out of surgery. And I think like life is so short, but I think you can still persevere. You could still make your dreams happen. Even if they weren't the original dreams you had, you know, I had dreams for a million other things, but I feel like, again, that's where the trust comes in and just trusting that everything you went to has led you to this moment, to something bigger. Had I not gone through what I went through, I don't think I'd be sitting here talking to you as a medium or all of these other amazing things that happened. I'd probably still be the same person, you know, OR tech working at the hospital, night shifts, you know, having my coffee, I probably would have had a whole different conversation. You know, we kind of fall into our routines and just are okay with how we are. But, you know, I just put that together to inspire other people to really put my story out there. And also it helped me too. And I feel like it was definitely a growth process going through old pictures, old videos of my past was really, really hard to like, kind of look back on that. But then you look back and you and you're like, wow, look where I am now. Look what I overcame. You know, maybe life wasn't the way I wanted it with a bunch of kids and all of that. Maybe that didn't happen for me. But look what I got now. You know, and I say, this is my baby now. That is my baby now. My mediumship is my baby. My show is my baby. So I have it in a different way. So I really hope that whoever watches it um, or the show is just inspired to know that, yeah, life is really hard and you can go through a lot but there's something more for you and something bigger for you than you can imagine. I love that. I love that. I think you pretty much answered it, but if there's one last thing I want to close with is you inspire so many people. You've been inspired by 
your journey, what else inspires you? What keeps, what keeps you going LJ? What, what is it? Because you very well could hide under the covers and maybe you've done that at days. I can only imagine, but you have so much hope and so much inspiration. And I love that you help others. And so what inspires you to get up tomorrow morning? And keep going. Well, I'm a very ambitious person and I don't like to be told I can't. I don't like being told I have limitations. You know, I was told I'd never be able to ride a a bike again. I learned to ride a bike, you know, like so many things. And I think it's for me, like when I wake up today, it's you do have a choice. I can stay under the covers and lay in the blankets and cry. And believe me, there's many days that I have. Um, Or I could say I could go out there and do something great. I could help somebody or I could make a difference in somebody's life. And that in itself is inspiring to me. If I can make someone's day with a smile or anything, that keeps me going. And knowing that, don't tell me no, don't tell me I can't, because that's only going to give me more, you know, that, that, what is it called? That like fiery feeling to go out and do it. So I, I do it for myself. I want to prove myself. I want to prove the doctors wrong. Like, I'm going to go do it anyway. Like, don't let anyone tell you, you can't do something. Your mind is your, your only limitation. So I do it because I know maybe I don't feel like I can do it. So it's like, a, you know, like the game of life. Well, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to see if I can do it. I'm going to give it my best shot. It might not be perfect, but today I'm going to get up and I'm going to give it my best, even though it didn't go as planned, you know, even doing this podcast, right. The time change. Cause things happen, things happen. Um, I just feel that I, I have to, because the alternative is staying in bed is not an option for me. So, wow. Well, we are, I am so, so grateful that you're here and I know the listeners are going to really enjoy all that you have to offer. So please know everybody that everything will be in the show notes and, you know, really thank you LJ for doing what you do for inspiring each person, every person and every heart that you touch. So it's just beautiful. So thank you for sharing your light with us. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for doing what you do. You bring us together and we get to share the story. So that's pretty amazing. So thank you. 